For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Book for Playmakers podcast. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of chopchat.com. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys about some FSU recruiting. Um, dropped my kids off yesterday. They're going to be going for the entire week to uh, camp down in Georgia with uh, with our church. So me and the wife are going to have some foreshadowing of what it'll be like to be empty nesters in about mm, six or seven years, maybe. So, um, you know, miss them, but it's good for them to get away and and for us to to have some time to uh, do what we want to do. But um, yeah, man, excited. FSU, big commitment today from uh, top 100 player Keldrick Falk. Going to talk about that, uh, recruiting in general, um, just some overall thoughts and um, and then get into it. But uh, before we do that, want to make sure that we shout out um, our, our sponsor, uh, BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Women of Finals, MLB, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to our website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. And I'll tell you, uh, there was a UFC event this past weekend. My cousin from California calls, and he does a lot of betting. And if those of you that don't know, I used to cover MMA before I began writing about FSU football. And so he calls me out of the blue or texts me, actually. He's like, hey, man, he's like, who do you have in a fight tonight? And I was like, bruh. I don't even know. I don't keep up with UFC like I used to. So I was like, you know, send me the card. So he sends it to me. I was like, who are you thinking about? What are you thinking about doing a single fight or a parlay or whatever? And uh, he was like, well, I'm, I'm trying to win big. So I would like to do a parlay. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't do any more than three fights. So let's go with three fights. And so he was like, which three do you think? So I look at the card and, and you know, you got Adesanya on there. And if you don't, if you're not a fight fan, just, just bear with me. You got Adesanya in the, in the main event. Uh, Volkanovski against Max Holloway in the co-main event. And there was another uh, fight on there, Jim Miller against Donald Cerrone, who had lost like five fights in a row. So I was like, go with Miller, uh, Volkanovski, because he'd already beaten Holloway a couple of times. And then I thought Adesanya would handle um, the guy. I forgot who he was fighting. But um, my cousin bet $400 on that and won $714, I think it was. So, yeah, man, um, chance to win some money over there at betonline.ag. Uh, make sure you check them out. But, yeah, so let's get into it. FSU recruiting, big, big, big recruiting win. If you uh, followed uh, me on Chop Chat or on Twitter, you saw that, you know, I kind of had said uh, or suggested that we could have some recruiting momentum. And um, that was right after – we got Roderick Kearney. Um, I guess it's been about two, two or three weeks ago. And, you know, the way things were lining up with all of the official visits, uh, FSU kind of strategically, you know, played it that way to have the, the June 4th official weekend for all of those guys, all the big targets. 
Keldrick Falk, uh, Lucas Simmons, uh, Chris Parson was there, and some other guys. And so uh, today was um, was a big win for FSU, uh, getting Keldrick Falk over uh, Clemson and Auburn. And I won't even mention Florida because I don't think they were ever in the picture. But big, big win. The first top 100 defensive lineman since 2017 that FSU um, has taken. Uh, I think uh, Robert Cooper was ranked like number 118 overall, I think, in the 2018 class. So this was the first top 100 defensive lineman committed since 2017. So a big, big, big time get. Couple that along with uh, Lamont Green Jr. on the opposite side. We've already seen Lamont Green Sr. talk about how they bookends um, on the defensive line. Not to mention that we also have the the JUCO player, uh, Jaden Jones, who is 6'6", 240. So, I mean, and then when you look at having Keith Sampson as a defensive tackle, I mean, I, I wrote about it on Monday on Chop Chat. I was talking about how FSU is really laying a solid foundation in the, in the trenches. And I think that's by design because that's where the games are won or lost. And when you think about it, when you go back to when Jimbo Fisher first took over, that's one of the first things that he addressed was the trenches, you know, defensive line because FSU's defense was god awful in 2009. So, you know, he had he had um, some defensive linemen. He got some offensive linemen. And, of course, it didn't hurt that um, he had – uh, ponder there with in with EJ Manuel and FSU kind of seems to be setting up a similar path you have you know you got you had a very nice class in the trenches in 2022 and then you had AJ Duffy who was one of the better quarterbacks you know as a you know in that class last year and so when you look at the future you you can see kind of where this is going and really it's just going to you know, they're going to just need to win enough on the field in 2022 to kind of keep that that thing going. But it's going it's going in the right direction. And you may say, well, OK, well, you know, how, you know, how, why are they do, doing certain things in recruiting? And so I wanted to see I, I started to wait to record tomorrow because I wanted to see what would happen with the uh, blue chip safety Avery Stewart, you know, at one point. You know, crystal balls were coming to, to FSU and over the last couple of days, they've gone back to Kentucky and crystal balls are not the end all be all. You know, we've seen guys be right. We've seen, seen guys be wrong. Um, you know, just so happens one of the, I guess the first crystal ball to kind of flip over to Kentucky was Steve Wolfong, who usually is really good. You know, he doesn't just put you know, he didn't just throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. So I think that's kind of what kind of got some people going like, eh, you know, it's Wilfong. So it's probably a good chance that that's going to happen. And, you know, and if, if, if it did happen, if I had to pick between Kendrick Falk and Avery Stewart, give me Kendrick Falk a thousand times out of a thousand times. Um, because like I said, you know, the games are won and lost in the trenches. Um, and so, if and I want to talk about Avery Falk here for a second. So I'm mean, Avery Falk. I'm excuse me, uh, Avery Stewart. Let's say Avery Stewart does pick Kentucky tomorrow, and it would be a miss. You know, FSU brought him in for an official visit. He was along with all of the other guys on June 24th. I think it was for an official visit. The only other school he has visited officially is Kentucky, 
that's the only time he's been to Kentucky, to my knowledge. He came to FSU in May on an unofficial visit and then came back uh, for the official visit in June. So you got to look at it and say, okay, well, he's from Alabama. He's been to FSU twice. He's only been to Kentucky once. I don't think he visited Auburn, which was the other team in his top three. So, you, you know, and there are rumors that, you know, he was one of the players that silently committed to FSU. So you say, okay, well, if he's, if, you know, hypothetical, if he's silently committed to FSU, you know, what changed between, you know, a week or two ago and the last few days? And, you know, I know people don't want to hear it, but I mean, what, what, what could change a kid's mind other than, you know, some money or whatever? And this is this is how I think FSU is, FSU is handling things, right? So FSU got Roger Kearney, uh, uh, the number one twenty eight player overall, top six offensive lineman. You got Keldrick Falk, who's number eighty four overall, uh, number nine defensive lineman nationally. Those players are very, very, very hard to obtain, especially when you're when you're in a position like FSU is, right? And so I know people don't want to talk about NAL, but let's let's talk about it. So if you listen to the NOLCast, we heard Ingram Smith talk about how this time last year, Mike Novell was calling emergency meetings about you know how they were going to handle NAL. You know, at the time, obviously, FSU didn't have a, a real athletic director. There was no direction as far as how NAL was going to be handled. And so we saw it wasn't until what? March or April of this year before, oh, well, it, it was at the spring game. So I guess that was what, April before Rising Spear kind of got, got organized and launched and got some momentum and all that good stuff. That was April. As, as of this recording, it's July 5th. Okay. How much money do you think they raised between April and today? Right. All these other schools had a gazillion miles head start um, because I guess they were more organized. And of course, you know, FSU is in Florida, so there's some some legal issues that I guess prevent them from doing certain things. Uh, doesn't doesn't seem to be stopping Miami, but you know that's neither here nor there. But at the same time, we're talking about from April until July here. So what's that? Three months, right? And then on top of that, you got to look at there were a couple of players on the team that, you know, they rumoredly needed to take care of. Otherwise they were going to hit the portal. So that's resources. So I think what you're looking at is FSU is strategically targeting players that they feel like they have a realistic shot at that, that are legit, you know, impact players, especially in the trenches. And so you say, okay, well, you know, Stewart, you know, Avery Stewart's a good player. I think he's one, 197 overall, um, number 12 safety, I think it is. Um, looking it up here. Yeah, number 12 safety overall, uh, number 197 player. And good player, good length. But, I mean, is he? Is there that much of a difference between him and, say, the uh, – the guy that they got committed right now, uh, Quindarius Jones, who's uh, he, he's rated three star, but they really like him. He came in and he impressed. You know, is there that much difference between Jones and Avery Stewart that you know 
you got to spend some resources to get him opposed to when you look at some other big time targets FSU has uh, coming up that may commit or at least announce a commitment uh, sometime this month. When you look at those type players, when you look at someone like uh, a Lucas Simmons, who's number 107 nationally, number 13 overall. When you look at uh, someone like Jordan Hall, who FSU just made uh, the top 10 uh, defensive lineman. And if they, if they got him, you know, I think there's another guy, uh, the Tavian Goodson guy that they probably would take. But if they got Hall and then Goodson, they, they will be done in the trenches on the defensive side. Hall is ranked number 156 overall, uh, number 21 uh, as a defensive lineman uh, nationally. Then you have another guy that they are recruiting pretty good, uh, offensive lineman DJ Chester, number 189 overall, number 18 um, as an offensive lineman. Then you have some skilled players. Um, of course, they're still recruiting Dalen Smothers, you know, Looks like he's heading to Oklahoma by the crystal balls, but you never know what could happen with that. They look to be in a good spot for Samuel Singleton at running back. He's number 221 uh, overall, number 11 running back. And, you know, they're recruiting Blake Nicholson at linebacker from California. Well, you know, I said, you know, weeks ago, whenever he visited, I said, you know, the key is to going to be able to, they're going to need to get to him to delay his decision because at the time he was talking about committing before the season started. I said he's going to you're going to have to get him to de- delay that commitment um, and then get him back on campus. He said he would want to come back to the FSU Clemson game, but at the time he was his timeline was kind of stating he would commit before that, and that was the only time he had been to FSU for the official visit. Well, uh, and according to my guy CJ Wilson. Um, Nicholson is supposed to come back unofficially, uh, sometime in this month. So if he does that, as I said, that would be big time. You know, he's coming back unofficially on his own dime. So that, that means FSU is a real player there. And linebacker is definitely a position that, you know, they, they would, they would have to, if you said, Hey, can you, can you get Blake Nicholson or can you get Avery Stewart? Give me Blake Nicholson every time, because linebacker is a position that they absolutely have to have some quality players. So what I think what I think is happening is FSU is just kind of looking at looking at the key positions that they they know they got a hit on, and they are you know they're using those resources wisely until they can kind of you know gather the troops as far as you know NIL and and boosters and you know keep keep making some progress towards that whole deal. Um, you know, there's no sense in 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 you know just throwing money around if you don't have to. And and I'm not saying that Kentucky did that, but I'm just saying if 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 he silently committed and then here, you know, a, a day or two before, you know, he's going to commit, he he's, he decides to go other way. I mean, I mean, what what else could it be? You know, I mean, recruiters recruit, but I mean, come on now. I mean, how how what else can change that quickly? You know, that's that's all I'm saying. You know, um, but what I want to talk about, too, is uh, and I wrote about this today on Chop Chat, you know, the impact of of getting someone like Keldrick Falk and, and what he said um, to the media that was there uh, after he committed to FSU. And and I wrote about it on the site here. And one of the things that he said was, and I'm going to I'm going to 
read it right here. Quote, I want to bring that program back to what it was in 2010 to 2014. They were competing for national championships. It was a good program back in the day. That's what I want to rebuild. End quote. I have been waiting for, you know, top players to talk about that about FSU. Um, that's that's the type of attitude. So you have two things. You have guys that have, you know, the 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 ranking, the cachet, the background that other recruits look at and say, oh, he committed FSU. He's, you know, around the you know, top 100 player. If he committed there, some, something must be going on, right? And then to come out and say, hey, I want to be one of the players to help turn this thing around, right? And then when you have that, and then you have a, a Roger Kearney, who's uh, number 128, and and he's saying, you know, kind of the same thing. And then if you got to keep Simpson this, you know, he's top 200. And he's saying he wants to be a part of it. And you got Chris Parson, who is the quarterback. And, you know, he's, you know, grew up a Noel fan. And he wants to be the one to, to help, you know, bring it back. Um, that's, that's a great sign that, you know, so all the other remaining targets out there that I mentioned, you know, Avery Stewart, uh, Samuel Singleton, Blake Nicholson, Jordan Hall, uh, Lucas Simmons, DJ Chester, all those guys see that. And it's like, Hmm, maybe, maybe FSU is the move, right? Because everybody talks about, the family atmosphere, how the coaches are a big family. Everybody's, you know, all together and all that good stuff. You know, they just need, you know, they just need more, more guys saying, hey, come and join us. Because that's what happened whenever LaMarcus Joyner and Jeff Luck uh, joined Jimbo Fisher's 2010 class. It was like, oh, man, now, granted, those guys are ranked way higher. I think Joyner was number 12 overall, and I think Luck was, like, number 32 or something like that, number 26, something like that. So when you got, you know, top 30 players saying, you know, hey, I'm going to FSU, that, you know, that is a little different ball game. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you got some top guys like this uh, choosing FSU, you know, that, that does that does mean a little, a little extra. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Avery Stewart on, uh, on Wednesday. If he chooses Kentucky, I, I really do think it's, it's just a – a matter of hey, we already have a guy we like at safety. Uh, something might have might have transpired there at the last second, and they were like, mm, "Well, you know, we'll say we'll 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 use the resources elsewhere, and then we'll see what happens with players like uh, Lucas Simmons and Samuel Singleton and Smothers and um, some other ones out there." So, um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of my thoughts on the whole recruiting thing now are, are there things that that need to uh, to improve absolutely um you know we don't have a tight end i don't know i don't know what you know chris thompson's doing on the trail um and then you have uh, we got you know we got one linebacker here recently um and, and we're in it for nicholson so we'll see what happens there but there's just not there doesn't seem to be a lot of a lot of targets on the board so to speak um, we look good at defensive end. We're probably set at defensive end. Um, like I said, if you, if you get Hall and then uh, Goodson, you're, you're set at defensive tackle. So looking pretty good there. Wide receiver, you got two commits, but you really need you really need a, a. I feel like you need a difference maker. And so FSU is recruiting 
you know, Jalen Brown really hard, who a lot of people think he's going to go to Miami. Uh, you know, he's number 29 overall in the country, number four wide receiver. Hey, that would be an impact player. That's a, that's, these are the type players you're going to have, you're going to have to have some resources for. Uh, you got Shelton Sampson, you know, his former high school coaches on FSU staff, uh, and, uh, Gabriel Fertitta. Uh, he officially visited not long ago. He's number 31 overall, number five wide receiver. Uh, then you have Hakeem Williams, who a lot of people feel like FSU has a decent shot at. He's number 43 overall, number seven wide receiver. If you can get one of those, if you can get one of those, that would be, I would be happy at wide receiver. I'm good. You you know, whatever. You know, so, um, and and today, I just literally, before I started recording, I finally got a chance to listen to the spaces, which I haven't really listened to the spaces in a long time, but I heard that um, Chris Par- Chris Parson's uh, father was on there today talking, and so I had a chance to listen to it. And, and he said something that really caught my attention, um, and he was talking about, uh, you know, these these top receivers were, were looking to see what uh, Chris Parson was going to do, you know, who is committed, but of course, we know the whole deal with... FSU coaching staff wanting to take two quarterbacks in the whole, you know, I've written about it. You, if you've heard me on here before um, the whole deal with Parson and, you know, seems like he just wants to be um, the, the lone quarterback in the class or what have you. But Chris Parson, his dad said that, you know, these receivers are looking to see what Chris Parson was going to do. So he, he said that Chris Parson wants to be a no, he was born to be a no. Um, I like Chris Parson. I like him a lot. Uh, matter of fact, you know, I was I wrote last week or earlier was it Saturday or Sunday that um you know you can't put a, a a ton of stock into the Elite Eleven as far as you know it's a three day event but at the same time when you go out there and you show you show up and you show you know do well and you place higher than guys that are ranked higher than you then I think that deserves an increase in your in ranking and um, Parsons' father you know kind of alluded to that today. Um, but I'm going to hold him to it too. Um, so if, if Parson is the, is the quarterback in this class, then I expect to have one of Brown, Sampson, Williams, he mentioned Brandon Ennis, which, um, you know, I, I doubt that, but Hey, I could be wrong. So, but, but if Parson is in the class, I expect to have one of these top wide receivers. Um, and that's just, I'm just going off of what he said in the spaces. You know, so we'll we'll see how how that shakes out. But overall, I feel like FSU recruiting is, you know, they're they're doing, you know, they I feel like they have a strategy and they're sticking to it. You know, um, like I said, a couple a couple of the spots, I'm kind of I'm not quite sure what you know what their thoughts are um, at defensive back. Let's talk about that. So at defensive back, like I said, we talked about Stewart. They already have uh, Quindarius Jones as a safety. They like him as a safety, I think. So aside from Stewart, it's like, well, you know, who who else is on the board? You have um, Macari Vickers out there, and then you have you know, who who's a safety, and then you have, um, gosh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the uh, Derwin James is a cousin, uh, England Jeremiah England, who seems to have cooled. They seem, I don't know, just hadn't heard a lot about him as of late. Uh, you have um, another safety in Kenton Kirkland out there who's been on campus a few times. And, um, you know, at, 
at cornerback, I'm not sure what they're going to do. And it's almost like the coaches don't like, and I'm just speaking, I don't know what the coaches think. I'm just looking at things in general, but you know, based on who they're targeting, it seems like the coaches didn't really love a lot of the targets, I guess that, that would, you know, would be realistic to them. Of course you got the Coleman and McLean's that, you know, they were in a good position for it one time, but that, that ship is sailed. Um, and I, and looking at how they're doing things now, I, and then how they were entertaining so many defensive backs from the transfer portal. It feels like, you know, they brought in a lot of guys from the portal. They had a couple of, of them on official visits. Uh, and, but I talked about how it's difficult to get defensive backs to transfer because those guys are looking to play immediately instead of, you know, being a part of a system or, you know, playing behind somebody or whatever. And FSU is, is you know, if you're looking to come to transfer to and play the FSU this year, uh, you know, we got a great advance from, from Louisville. Um, but we also lost a starter who went to Louisville. So that's kind of a trade-off there. But um, you got Akeem Dent who's going to play. You got, you know, Jamie Robinson who who's going to start. You got Amarion Cooper who's going to start. And so there's only really one. You probably you got either Greedy Vance or Kevin Knowles in the slot if you run a nickel. So that leaves one starter there. And there's guys competing for that spot, right? And those and a lot of these guys are young. Sam McCall, Azariah Thomas, freshman. Uh, Amarion Cooper is a sophomore. Kevin O is a sophomore. Uh, Greedy Vance probably has two or three years left. Um, so, you know, there's when you're looking at it, it's not there's not a lot of playing time to go around. Um, you know, and so it'll be interesting to see how they handle the defensive back room. Um, like I said, I got a couple of targets out there at safety, but as far as cornerback, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But like I said, they did bring in two uh, top 100 players at cornerback. Sam McCall, who can play cornerback, who will probably play more safety eventually. And then Azariah Thomas. So they don't you don't have to absolutely kill it at cornerback. But I am curious to see uh, how they're going to maneuver with that. But, but yeah, man, so FSU is – let me see. They are, they are ranked number 30 – what is it? 39 overall, and I know Miami's, you know, top 10, been killing it on the trail. They did get a five-star offensive tackle, um, and it's funny, the day before I said that, I just said that, eh, aside from Rashada, who Chris Parson placed higher than at the Elite 11, Miami had, you know, they got a couple trainer blue chip guys, but... They didn't really have anybody in the trenches, so to speak. Um, all the other guys were kind of, you know, low, low, low level three, three star mid guys. Um, but they they did get uh, a top a top ten offensive lineman, uh, the uh, Samoan guy. I can't recall his name, but they did get him yesterday. So credit for that. But overall, but still, other than that, they uh, they're not attacking the trenches like FSU has, and so. Um, if FSU can can get some uh, some of those guys we mentioned earlier, uh, that should bump them up into the top twenty, top twenty five ish, somewhere in there. And then it's going to come down to if FSU does well on the field uh, in twenty twenty two, and they're going to have to do well on the field to to keep these guys, I believe. Um, so if they do well, there's a chance that they could land a couple more impact guys. You know, if they do well, they'll, they'll, I think they could potentially get one of those impact wide receivers that I mentioned earlier. 
Um, you could um, probably get um, another uh, you know, quality uh, offensive lineman. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out. But you know, I feel like they are in a decent spot considering you know just a couple weeks ago it felt like they had no momentum. I mean. You know, they were taking guys that weren't ranked, which is fine. Uh, I don't – I mean, stars matter. But at the same time, the staff has proven that they're they're pretty adept at evaluation and, and, and identifying talent. So I don't I don't really dismiss them. Uh, or I shouldn't say – I just, I don't – I'm not real critical when they take a guy that's not highly ranked. Um, I wasn't in love with the DeMarco Ward linebacker um, take, but at the same time – the kid has some, you know, he's got good instincts. Uh, he's long. Uh, he doesn't look as he doesn't look fast, um, but I think it's because he's a, a long strider. So there's something to work with there. But he's not, you know, he's not a he's not an athlete that just blows you away, you know. So, but you know, at least they got a linebacker uh, on the board, and uh, so that's a need that needs to be addressed. But he can't be the only linebacker that they take. They got to have at least one more. That's um that's a guy that can come in and um and make an impact. So hopefully that's Nicholson. Um it's it's between FSU and Oregon more than likely. And he's been to Oregon, he's on he's from the West Coast, he's been to Oregon several times and um, you know, so if he doesn't make it back at the end of the month for that unofficial, then you can probably see the writing on the wall. If he does, then the longer they can get him to delay a commitment and maybe get him back for a game, maybe that Clemson game, then you you might have a real shot to to land him. Um, you know, so, but, you know, that's about all I have, man. Uh, I don't want to sit here and just, you know, ramble on and on and on. I just wanted to address the uh, Keldrick Falk uh, commitment. That was, that was big time and kind of give some thoughts on, you know, why they may or may not uh, land Avery Stewart on, uh, on Wednesday. If we do, um, hey, great. That's another blue chip guy. Um, if they don't and they're able to land, some of the other targets I mentioned, then I'm fine with that too. Um, safety is a position that, um, you know, you can, I mean, definitely you can, you know, you can, you can have some impact players. We've seen it from LaMarcus Jordan to, to Derwin, Derwin James, but usually you got to be one of the, you know, those top, top, top tier guys to make an immediate impact like that. And I don't, I don't think Stewart's one of those guys. So um, we'll, we'll see, but um, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, if you haven't had a chance to um, subscribe, make sure you do that. If this is your first time listening, uh, welcome to the show. If you are a long-time listener, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, make sure you check out BetOnline.ag, and um, we'll see what happens tomorrow with Avery Stewart. Go Nose. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.